Beyond the Ranch with Jay Gannon from Find the Ranch. Welcome to Beyond the Ranch. My name is Jay Gannon and I am your host. Today we welcome back Mark Wilson, my business partner here at Find a Wrench, to uh, to kind of talk through some of the latest things going on within our business. And Mark and I kind of sat down and decided to do maybe a monthly update type podcast. And really kind of with a lot of the change that's going on, we felt like it was necessary to uh, to kind of give an update as to where we're at. So how are you doing today, Mark? I am doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing good. It's, uh, I think... The last time we had you in, on the podcast was maybe March or April. I can't recall. But even from there, we thought a lot had changed up at that point. And uh, there's been a few other things that have happened since then. So <laughs> I, uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of things to catch up on. Yeah, definitely. Looking forward to it. Good. So why don't, why don't we start by kind of giving the listeners a little bit of a, uh, an update as to what we've had going on. I, I know from the start of 2020 to now, not only has the landscape of, of how everything looks changed, but really a lot of our product has changed and a lot of, uh, we've, we've had a lot of things that we've been working on come to fruition. So uh, give us an update as to uh, what, what's the latest with Finder Edge. Yeah, I think uh, Wrenchway will be most of the focus for this. So I'll kind of hold off on that, but in general, the business, I mean, obviously COVID's affected the year greatly. We are seeing a huge rebound um, in terms of shops that are hiring again. So that's awesome to see. We had a, a very good uh, month in June, not quite back to the levels we saw before COVID, but we're getting closer. Um, even with the flare-ups, of course, who knows what's going to happen in various states now. I, I do think we and shops learned a lot the first time that closures happened, so it'll be still scary, but hopefully less scary uh, and kind of a little more known of, of what to expect and how to operate your business during this time. So we're always keeping an eye on that. Looking back at the first half of the year in total, we had our full team call yesterday and you and I joked that we're always going to be changing. We're never going to settle and just kind of stay where we're at. That being said, the amount of change that happened during the first half of 2020, even if you exclude all of the COVID stuff, was incredible for us. And a lot of it was just a function of merging the two teams and growing, but we did three major system changes. Basically, all of the major systems that we rely on within the company, we decided to change all of them. So hopefully we won't have to change any of those for several years. Um, we improved the product. Uh, we improved our messaging. We have a full development team now, so that's where Wrenchway comes in. But it's just been awesome to see. Uh, it's usually kind of scary for a lot of people to go through change. Our team has embraced it. I think the managers have done an amazing job of leading through that and kind of when there is change, you're always balancing excitement and kind of being scared or a little hesitant. So the managers have been great on kind of pushing the excitement and letting everyone know why we're making the change. We're not just doing it for the sake of making change. There's actually a reason for it. And I don't know, overall, it's just been an amazing first half of the year, again, excluding all the COVID stuff. 
but the amount of stuff we got done during this first half just kind of blows my mind when we sat together or not together but kind of virtually together yesterday putting together our slide for the full team call it was kind of a holy crap we really got a lot done this first half of the year so it's been awesome yeah it it really has and it's uh it's to echo what you say, our team has just been amazing. And every time we throw a change at them or uh, a challenge, they really step up. And, and that goes for every single person in our company from the management down to uh, everybody. I mean, we've got people that are, are posting jobs and, and down to the accounting side. I mean, it just, everything seems to have worked really well together. But one of the things that I guess we're going to focus on today is the Wrenchway platform that we've been working on for quite a while, right? And I, I want maybe first and foremost to, we touched on this, I think a little bit in the last podcast, but a lot has really come about since then. So uh, maybe for those new to Wrenchway, do you want to give a quick kind of overview of what that is? And, and then kind of we'll dive into the, what, what the details are and some of that other uh, stuff as we go on. Yep. Uh, high level, I always compare it to Zillow. So Instead of being Zillow, if you're looking for a house, Wrenchway is for technicians when they're looking for a new shop to potentially work at um, or even to kind of compare to where they're at currently. So unlike traditional just job boards that are maybe a paragraph or two that all look the same, with Wrenchway, a technician can go in, search their area, find shops there, click on them and then see what it's really like to work there. See all the stuff that usually you don't find out until you go through the full interview process. So our goal was to let them see that earlier. So it has pictures of the shop, not just if it's a dealership, not the showroom, but the back area, the shop itself, where, where they're going to be working on the cars. It has what we call an under the hood section where it goes into pretty good detail how compensation plan works, all the benefits that the job in the shop offer, a full array of kind of a FAQ style um, approach of is the shop heated, is it air conditioned, how many bays are there, how many orders a month on average do you have, what's the career development path look like, just questions like that that are useful to a technician who's maybe whether they're actively looking or just kind of poking their head up to see what's out there stuff they want to know and stuff that usually isn't out there publicly to see there's no reason it shouldn't be it's not proprietary or anything so it just gives technicians a really cool way to evaluate and see which shops might be worth the time to then apply to and and go through the interview process it's not necessarily replacing that you're still going to interview and and ask additional questions but it really narrows down the list of what shops are just worth your time to, to checking out. So that's kind of that high level overview of it, just for people that haven't heard it before. Since we last talked, you're right, a lot has changed. I think when we talked last, we were maybe just about to or had just launched it in beta. We're still in beta, but we really only had about a handful of shops on there at that point. Is that right? If you remember, I think it was like May or so that we did that. Yeah, it was really, really early in the process. Yep. So we've learned a lot. We have fully up and running, I think about 150 or so shops and then about 100 more that are going through the process. So this isn't a two minute thing of just slap your logo on there and a description of your company. 
Um, it does take about 45 minutes or an hour for our shop to complete our profile questionnaire and get all that information out there. So like I said, uh, there's about 100 or so of those that are still going through the process. Part of that is we're doing a free trial. So every shop that wants to can use it free through the end of September. That's really the way you have to do these things. And it's great for us to learn. But also it doesn't create the most urgency for shops. So we're kind of pushing them along to, hey, instead of pushing this off till next week, can we get it up there now? You're kind of burning through the free trial period. So that's been a little not surprising, I guess. But like I said, anytime you have a free trial to get shops or anyone to create that urgency is a little bit difficult. But we're getting through it. We're getting more shops out there. It's awesome and fun seeing the profiles come in and then people, you can see what other shops post and then they can kind of tweak theirs and realize, you know, they have some areas that they need to improve on and kind of learn from each other. So we've learned as well, the questionnaire itself, before we started any of this, we talked to a ton of shops, ton of technicians, but you can talk in theory all day until you start seeing them roll in. You're always going to see the, oh shoot, we should have added this question or we should have worded this one a little different. So we've already made some tweaks in the questions themselves and how things are, are laid out. But it is kind of what you'd expect for a beta version of the product where we're focusing on getting a lot of shops in there. And then the next kind of tranche is get more shops, but also start getting, um, start pushing this to technicians and getting more and more of their feedback and input and kind of checking it out. So I'd say we're pretty much right on schedule with where we'd like to be in terms of number of shops and all of that. It's just, it, it's not an overnight process, but it's, it's coming along nicely. And the, you can probably talk to this next part more than me, uh, but the feedback from shops and industry folks in general has just been even better, I think, than we could have imagined. Yeah. Uh, you're always hopeful and kind of you have a feeling you're on the right track. But like I said, until you get it out there in the wild, you don't really know for sure. And then people are just love it, loving it, um, which I think you can kind of probably add something. Yeah, to that. and I, I think it's it's easy. I, I, honestly, I think for me coming from an industry background and putting something like this out there, you do get a little bit worried at first about, okay, are are people going to be open to sharing some pretty vital information. And not only has it not been an issue, it's been really, really well embraced. And, and I think when we went into it, we wanted a way to highlight the best of the best. We wanted a way for a shop that did it better than anybody else to get on there. And, and not only that, but to, for, for techs to be able to see kind of the variety that's out there. And, and from a shop's perspective, knowing that, you know, even if you're a little bit different um, and, and maybe some other competitor has an advantage of you, we're still giving you a platform to be able to sell on. So uh, maybe if somebody's paying higher than you are, uh, for example, because that's the easiest thing to go to, you really need to think about what your, what your benefits are and, and what, what really is attractive to a technician. And, and conversely, on the, on the technician side, we're really starting to see in the featured cities where that benefit for the tech comes in. And, and that's really when, when I, I give you all the credit in the world for this, Mark, as far as coming up with the concept, but really sitting in the seat of a technician or in the shoes of a technician and looking at the platform now 
you really start to see where the value comes from a technician standpoint. And, and as we build things on and we see things that are, are progressing for techs, even just the base level product of what we've got right now, to me is a no brainer for a technician to look at because it does give you the data behind it. It does, does give you information that could guide a, a pretty huge decision in your life. So are, are you kind of seeing the same thing, Mark, in terms of the value to a technician? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I think, I don't know if it was your last podcast or the one before, but whenever uh, Jake from Smart Motors was on, he had some great comments on that too. And I think he mentioned how he kind of sits and looks at his own profile and as if I'm a tech and he's always tweaking it. And it's not meant to be something that you constantly have to tweak, but I mean, he's proud of what they put together and he's just had a lot of good feedback. And, but those are kind of his comments. You know, if you think about it from a technician standpoint, you just get better answers out there. I, every single profile we have, I personally have reviewed and we don't bend on some things. So people can't skip questions and things like that. So we won't publish them live until they answered everything. So that's number one. But then number two, you review enough of these, you start to pick up some stuff and some things that if the tech or excuse me, the shop manager or owner is filling it out and maybe kind of some of these things, you just fill them out just to try to get them done. So then I review them. It's pretty easy to point out suggestions and say, hey, even if they're little things that don't matter a lot, but it makes the platform as a whole a lot better. Um, like our benefits section of one of the sections is a really basic one. Just do you have paid holidays? And a lot of people just put yes or no. And then my feedback, not requirement, but I'm like, well, maybe take five seconds and list what those are. Do you get off just, you know, Christmas and Thanksgiving or whatever it is, or do you have six of them or things like that? And that might not be the best example, but when I've reviewed now, a couple hundred of these and there's a lot of back and forth you really learn a lot and it always helps getting back to your original question if anyone is hesitant to put more detail every time all i have to say is think of this if you're a technician applying is what you just typed out useful at all or if you take a little extra effort and add a sentence into it does it make more sense if that person was sitting in front of you and asked this question is that two-word answer all you would have put or would you have described it a little and the answer always is the same yeah I would describe it a little so then it's that same thing well these texts are looking at this at, on their phone or at home or wherever you know take your time a little bit uh, most of these things you only have to do once but you might as well make your profile look good and be what you would want to see if you were a technician looking for a job so that's that's more than my interaction I'm excited to start getting we're doing a lot of surveys and things like that with technicians that we're starting up now so i'll see more of it from the technician side but what i've seen thus far my interactions mostly have been from on the shop side yeah and i i think the beauty in the platform for from the standpoint of a shop is you have an opportunity to stand out it's it's different than a than a typical job board we know that from having our own job board where they all kind of look the same and they're kind of boring but you have an opportunity if you put the work into this page and do it the right way, you can really stand out. And it, it was funny because I had a a shop friend of mine that was looking at his page and he was kind of comparing some other pages. And, and he said, hey, you know what? I should probably put a little bit more work into mine because 
I, I see what the other people have done in terms of how clean their pages look. And, and similar to maybe what a website is for a consumer facing side of a business, that, that's a big reflection on you as a business. And, and that same thing goes with your Rentway page to a shop. The better it is, the more detailed it is, the cleaner it is, uh, the more attractive it's going to be. And, and I mean, if you think about it, if, if from a, maybe a dealership standpoint, uh, you would kind of think about it like a, like a car, uh, a used car that you take in on trade. And, and if you don't clean it up and make it look nice and, and really put the work into it up front, you're going to have a heck of a time trying to draw a, bar, a buyer to it. So it's similar to anything else in this world. If you put work into it, you're going to see a, a big benefit out of it. So that being said, how are you planning on drawing technicians to Wrenchway, Mark? How, how, how do we get the eyes of a technician out there uh, and, and really get them engaged? Yeah, so we have a lot of cool things planned. I mean, it's like we've said several times, it's a chicken and egg thing. We, we can't do a lot with technicians until we have shops out there. So now that we have, especially in the featured cities, we have at least a, a, a meaningful number of them, we can start some of these programs. So a lot of it is traditional marketing things, you know, referral programs to get people's friends in there. Some contests we'll be doing. Like right now in the Madison area, we just kicked off a, like, I think it's a five to eight question little survey uh, where we're giving away $200 to a local business. But that's going out to technicians to provide feedback on individual shop pages. It's all anonymous. We'll send those uh, to the shops, again, anonymously. So we're not giving away the text info or anything like that. So it helps the shop, but it also helps us build the product and the platform to see are we missing areas or the stuff a little confusing. So we'll be doing more of those across the different cities we work with. We'll be posting it to, you know, our 500 plus Facebook groups that we're part of to seek feedback on that. The shops that are listed as a top shop and they've taken the time to take the photos and fill out the questionnaire, they're very proud of it. So we're engaging them to help post it as part of their job search or just in general to post it on their own Facebook. And a lot of shops are starting to put a link to their Wrenchway profile within their job postings on other job boards, which I think is pretty cool because they're realizing there's just the other job boards aren't set up to do what we can do. So they just put a link in there to direct them to see more of this information on Wrenchway. But yeah, there's a lot of things we'll do in terms of marketing efforts and then product wise i'm excited we're not going to kind of unveil yet all the cool things we're working on but we are the next or probably the second half of the year a lot of the focus is going to be on the technician side so right now if you're a technician you basically can browse the shops if you're interested you fill out a form to contact the shop or you can click into actually apply to their job but there's a lot of cool things beyond that that we're going to be adding for the technicians. And again, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail on that, but we're really excited about what that'll entail. And I think it'll be, or I know it'll be useful, but it's going to be different than any job board that's out there. And just excited to to get started on that. We're We're kind of looking at this whole process of Yes, we're cognizant and aware of what other job boards or employer platforms are, so we keep our eye on those, but 
we're not going to fall into the trap of doing what everyone else is doing. And there's too often, you know, that's how everyone else does it, or that's the way we've always done it. That's the thinking that we want to stay away from and kind of question everything and say, well, why is it that way? That seems kind of stupid. And if there's a valid reason, we'll put that in ours, but more often than not, there's no reason at all. And so we, we don't bring that baggage with us when we're creating a new platform. Hopefully that makes sense. But the short answer is the key to all of this is going to be attracting technicians. It's not one single thing and it's not one day where we wake up and we just flip a switch and say, all right, open the, open the doors and let the floodgates open. It takes a lot of effort on our part, our partners, our, the shops that are using it. But it's also something that just like any other platform, whether it's in the B2B world or the consumer world, if it's valuable and once you get a little traction and then a little more and a little more, it, it then starts to spread really quickly. And I think we're just now approaching the time in terms of having enough shops on the platform to even start attempting some of those real efforts with the technicians. So you gave us a little teaser uh, in terms of <laughs> stuff that's coming, but you didn't tell us anything that is actually coming is there anything that you can share with us that is coming, even if it's from the shop side? Yeah, uh, so a couple that are already done, and they may not seem huge if you're looking at Wrenchway for the first time, but for instance, it's stuff that never makes the first cut of a product, but then it's needed. Like we have some locations that have multiple, loca or some shops that have multiple locations. And at first you had to create a profile for all of them. Uh, because a lot of the searches that you do as a technician are um, location-based. So we want one profile for every shop location. Uh, but anyway, uh, probably 70% of the profile is a lot of the same info. So the photos have to be at the shop location. The number of bays, the number of orders, things like that are at the shop location. But the benefits section or career development and a lot of those are kind of the same for every location. And we used to, it was kind of a pain in the butt where the shops had to copy and paste all that information or more often than not, we did it for them. So we built out some cool tools where there could just be a master template and you can fill it out once, push all the sections that make sense down to all your locations, but then the ones that need to be filled out at the location level, you still do that. So that's, that's new and up and running. The featured cities is up and running. Like I said earlier, we've made some tweaks to some of the questions we ask or how we present the data. Uh, we're working with, uh, probably not allowed to say yet, but very close to uh, finalizing a project with uh, OEM that is having their own private map page. So all the dealers of theirs across the country will be able to use it with their own branded map. So that's something I'm hoping to replicate with others. We have a partner section that is coming out soon. So this is less for the technicians, but if you're a shop owner and the area that you go in, kind of the admin area where you go in and you upload your photos and you fill out the questionnaire, that's also the area that you see anyone that applies to your job. So these guys are in there a fair amount. And we work with a lot of awesome partners so we're building uh, within that same my shop area that we call it the admin area. We're building a partner tool that doesn't cost anything to our partners. So just yesterday we were on a call with a company that does online training. 
So that's something that they offer a little incentive that any shop that's on Wrenchway can get a special discount for that. We'll be adding a lot more partners in the coming weeks and months. I guess the other last little thing I'd mention is there'll be more filtering coming. So the more shops we get in there, the more it makes sense to be able to filter instead of just saying, show me every shop in this zip code within 20 miles, we'll be able to say only shops that are hiring A or B level techs and only ones that offer these four benefits, things like that. I don't even know what the filters would be, but lots of different options. Again, stuff that just doesn't make sense to do when you don't have very many shops on there, but now as we're growing it, it'll become more robust and, and populated with more features. Is that enough of a, I can't go through the really fun yeah. stuff. But, yeah. <laughs> you got us past the teaser. <laughs> well, I, I think the, the, the cool part about building this and, and being behind the scenes of it is, uh, remember when we first started sitting down and, and brainstorming ways that we could bring a product that was effective to market that would, you know, help the industry get better, uh, help the help the careers of techs get better, uh, just overall make make the business better. And we came up with a whole bunch of ideas and they all seem to be kind of tying together now where, uh, you know, maybe one idea at the time was like, okay, we can't really go down this road because of some various reason. Uh, but then somehow it's kind of tied back together. And I think the, the cool part about the, as we're, as we're really getting this product out there and starting to polish it off a little bit, a lot of those ideas came back to fruition and those brainstorming sessions from kind of the early days of this to now, uh, it's, it's cool to see all this come together. Yeah. And it's, it's fun and important to not skip those sessions as we grow too, because that's where the good stuff comes from. I'm making up numbers here, but say we come up with a hundred cool ideas, you know, stuff you get super excited about. I'd say probably three fourths of them or so within a day or two, I realized, okay, that wasn't as cool as I thought, <laughs> or there's a valid reason why we can't do that, or it just doesn't make sense. Um, so that wipes out a lot of them, but that also might make you think of other stuff. But anyway, what's left over so in my example of 100 to start with, you got 25. Well, realistically, in the next kind of cycle of things you build, you might have the bandwidth to add two or three of those. So you have to, I always say it's a lot harder in product development to decide what not to build than it is to decide what to build. Because there's always a wish list of stuff you could get in. And we'll, well, the product is never done, so we're always going to be adding to that. But I think that gets along to what you're talking about, too, of we've for six months or longer had a list of awesome features and benefits that never made it into Wrenchway yet. And some maybe never will, but I think a lot of them will. We just need time to do that and, and more shops and more techs on there to kind of prove, prove the need for it first. Yeah, I I uh, I'm excited about that part. And uh, where do you see it? Where do you see it going? Where do you see it evolving to? Uh, the platform in general. I know that's a loaded question, but kind of your vision for it. Well, I mean, this is something you and I have talked a lot about. I I honestly think I don't know a time frame, but I think this can become the platform that if you're a technician, you think about going to Wrenchway. Like 
indeed job postings for auto tax or diesel tax will still exist and they always will. But I honestly think that this will become the platform that technicians first think of to go look for shops if they're not happy with their current job. You know, simple as that. I, I think the niche focus, we can do things that those other bigger sites just can't do because they can't customize it to the specific things that we can. And I think in general, other industries, there'll be a lot of things pop up like this too that are very focused on one particular industry. But yeah, that's where I see it going and it'll evolve. And I mean, right now we're focusing on shops, but I know we'll get more involved with tech schools and things like that to make it feed into it. But that kind of summary version, I'd say, is it will, that's our guiding principle, I think, is to become the platform that both shops and technicians immediately think of as where you go to either find techs or to find a good shop to work for. We we should write that down. No. <laughs> well, I think if we get our marketing folks, they can probably say that a little more succinctly than I, yeah, than I keep rambling about. <laughs> well, I, I think it's, uh, it's got a lot of promise. We've had a lot of really good feedback and, and as the platform go, uh, grows, I think it, it, it helps the industry. I think it helps shops. I think it helps techs. And that's really when, when we sat down to dream up something, I, that's what we wanted. And I think, uh, I think we've done a pretty good job at that. And I give, uh, again, you a lot of credit and our dev team and, and marketing team and, and just everybody. It's uh, everybody that's been involved. And even really uh, uh, to a piece of our recruiting team to give us feedback on on what is it that these shops are looking for? What is it that these techs are looking for? So uh, a, a big team effort, but I, a lot of credit to you guys and, and, uh, and what we've been able to do here. So I, I, I look forward to seeing what, uh, what comes of it. Yeah, I'm anxious to keep going on it. And then, like I said, or like you said at the beginning of this, I think it's good for us to, we get busy, but it's gonna be good for us to make sure at least once a month or every few weeks that we do one of these, even if it's only 15 minutes or so, but just to update everyone with what's going on and, and let them share in some of the excitement. I, I think there's nothing better than, or nothing more fun than getting some off product off the ground and seeing it grow and seeing people really start to embrace it and use it and refer it to others. Well, let's just hope that someday we'll get back together in the same room and be able to do the podcast together, at which case I think it's going to be a heck of a hard time to stay down to an hour or whatever we, <laughs> whatever we put it to. <laughs> but uh, no, this is, uh, this is good stuff. I, I think this was a really, a really informative podcast. And I think it, for the folks that listen to it, I think they'll get a lot of value out of it.